So how are you? Oh, Elder Lakia Barnett. Okay, then. Yeah. Hi, I'm doing well. Um, Great. I feel refreshed. So that's always a good thing when you can be revived and refreshed and do everything all over again. So yes, it is a blessing. Yes. So before we, by the way, my name is Jonna. Everyone, I want you to meet Elder Lakia Barnett. Um, She has something very interesting going on. I've never heard of it, but it sounds powerful. Um, before we kind of get into that, can you please uh, tell me about how your 13-year marriage began? Uh, well, we got married in 2007 and um, we got married. My first son was actually one years old when we got married. And um, it has been quite an interesting journey, really. <laughs> marriage is serious work. Absolutely. Um, it comes with a lot of responsibility, but not only that, you really need to have God centered in the middle of your marriage. That is what I'm going to say, because if mm-hmm. not, you mm-hmm. never know what your I do will turn into. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I'm just gonna put that fork right there because I need people to understand I'm being so transparent because I think that we like to prepare for the wedding, which is the dress the ring, the family members, all the cake, all the stuff that the honeymoon, but what happens after I do is what I need people to really, really understand that you, you literally need to have a prayer life as a wife, because you need to be able to hold your husband up at times where he's not feeling his best. And that's how it is and vice versa. And that's how Mm -hmm. it has been for us. Our 13 years, our first five years, we of being in marriage, we actually got hit with a major trauma, right? Mm, and mm-hmm. the major trauma was that we both lost our jobs a month apart from each other. Wow. Okay, this is within the first five years. Um, then we actually ended up being robbed and held at gunpoint in our home that our very first home that we got in together as husband and wife, we literally were robbed. Listen to me, like we were robbed and my husband actually walked in on the robbery. So it was me, it was my niece and my 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 two sons at the time because my daughter was not born. But he literally stepped away for two seconds and there was a home invasion that happened just that quick. Wow. And I look at this thing even to this day is that he could have found us dead or they could have killed him or all of us would have been dead. It's like yeah. either way. And then shortly after that, we were wrongfully evicted from a home that we had been in for seven years. So when I tell you that marriage, you don't have no manual saying what your life is getting ready to be like. Right. When you say I do, mm-hmm. I need it. So, wow. but we have overcome. Absolutely. And we have survived. And we're getting ready to celebrate 14 years of marriage coming up in June, the day before my birthday. That's right. And um, we are continuing to learn each other, continuing Mm -hmm. to grow as husband and wife, continuing to trust each other, continuing to nurture each other. Because Mm -hmm. listen, when we first got married, we were two different people than what we are right now. Right. right? And people need to understand that you're Mm -hmm. going to grow. You're not going to stay the same person. You're going to realize some things. You're going to clean that up and you're going to move to the next chapter. Like, Mm -hmm. I want you to hear what I'm saying when I'm literally saying this to the people even that that are listening and may come back and listen to this later. Right. It's work. Absolutely. It's work. And I just kind of want to know, like, what happened? Like, what happened? What was the type of 
um, what was the type of, I want to say feelings that happened between your, in your marriage, I'm sorry, between the two of you, when that trauma, the, when you both left your jobs, what happened? Uh, did you all have a clash? Was it a lot of, I know it was stressful, but what was kind of the hardest part besides um, losing the job at that time? Well, I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. um, for me, if I can come back to that moment in my life, I feel like it was scary. It was very scary because it went from us both having a job to one losing a job, then the other lost a job. So it's like, mm -hmm. what is financially getting ready to happen? Mm -hmm. One of the number one ways of getting a divorce, if you really pay attention mm -hmm. to this, is always at least the finances. Something yeah. happens within the finances, right? And but what I've learned because I have values, I have parents that have taught me values, I have people that I've watched that were married longer than me, amen, mm -hmm. that I've yeah. watched and I've, I, I understood that, okay, when something happens, it's okay to be in that moment of being scared, which we both were, I believe. Um, I think I was a little bit more shook than he was. My husband has a very broad, bold personality that mm -hmm. means that if something is happening, he just learns how to kind of deal and mm -hmm. go and move to the next thing. What is the plan? We're not yeah, trying to figure it out. About it. We're about to figure out what the plan is going to be. That's how my husband is versus mm -hmm. me. I'm all over the place. Running right. around like a chicken with her head cut off. Whoa, baby, we didn't lost two incomes. Now what? And right. I was still kind of finding out who I was at the time. Mm -hmm. So God was like, I've been with mm -hmm. you all this time, mm -hmm. but you know, I had to put you through some things so you can really get to know who I was. So okay. a lot of this was a lot of testing. Because exactly. a lot of we, we think that some things happen, but sometimes God is literally testing. He's mm -hmm. testing to see how you're going to handle situations. And for me, it was a little scary. Right. We didn't clash because it That's wasn't good. about clashing, but mm -hmm. it was about what is going to be the solution to this problem. Now, everybody can't say that they ain't clashed and bump heads because everybody's story is different. I can only mm -hmm. just speak from mine. We didn't clash, but I think it was just a very scary moment um, okay. because it's like we had children. When you have children in the mix of that, that becomes a whole nother different ballgame. So right. um, trying to keep my children um, comfort, my two boys at the time, because my daughter wasn't born. So trying to keep them you know, just making things as normal as possible without causing too much havoc to like stir up the whole house. That's what we had to do, you know, so. It was yeah. So how long did it take for you and your husband to kind of just get back up from that fall? Huh. It really was a real fall. Like right. when people say get back up, that's mm -hmm. why I'm laughing in my head at that because it wasn't just, oh, we went through that. Oh, we found new jobs. That wasn't the process. Mm -hmm. We went from losing the jobs mm -hmm. to being robbed at gunpoint to mm -hmm. being set out without notice, nothing, no time to prepare, no nothing. Mm. So we literally were thrown into what I call the wilderness season. Wow. This is when you become separated from all things that you are used to. God literally puts you in a place where you don't have anybody else to depend on but him. You can't call your friends. You can't call nobody. Everything becomes limited. So this is what I call the wilderness season. We were literally thrust into our wilderness season. We became homeless. Mm. Homeless meaning without our own house. We right. had to go sleep from pillow to post to different family and friends that will allow us to sleep. God bless them for opening up their doors. But at, it had to come a point in time that we made a decision as husband and wife. We can't do this. 
you know, maybe this is going to take a little longer than we thought. We weren't just going to get up and scrape our knees off and be like, yo, money about to fall in the sky. That's not our story. Mm-hmm. We had to go into a homeless shelter. We did nine months at a hotel right in our hometown in D.C., Washington, D.C. Then we switched over and had to go through another almost year in a facility which was called D.C. General. Wow. Um, it's a main facility for families to go to get on their feet. It was a shelter. Was it the bomb? Absolutely <laughs> not. That was a bomb tanked. I was scared to death. I cried the first night we was there. I was like, Lord, you gotta be kidding me. We ain't about to do that. I feel like I was about to do time in jail. For real. If I can really be honest. Um, and it was our old hospital. Listen to me when I say this. Me and my husband both were born in that hospital. Wow. He was born in 1982. I was born in 1985. We ended up having to come and get our lives back together in our birthplace. Mm. That to me is very prophetic. Very Absolutely. Prophetic. You don't mm-hmm. know about the prophetic. It's indeed my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it was really like God, he knew we were going to be there. He knew we were going to have to come back there. And things were birthed out of that place yes and i was gonna um lead into my next question is that kind of how love spoken through monologues came about i mean indeed i want to know first it had to kind of go you know first i had to kind of go through you know me being tested and tried learning about my purpose because if i didn't learn what god really had for me then the monologues would have never been birthed so what is your purpose Uh, My purpose is, for one, I help with identity because, first of all, if you are walking around out here right now without your spiritual identity card, you are in trouble. Okay. Bottom line. So I love the principle of helping many women, and this is what I do. I help many women find their identities. I help them find those lost ID cards that you can't can't go anywhere without it. So- so what's, mm-hmm. what's, what's the practical use? Because if some, somebody uh, who uh, may end up watching this doesn't understand what that means. What of do you course, mean? I'll break it down. Uh-huh. So when I say your ID card, I mean who your identity is in God, first of okay. all. Because that's where your identity starts. Without him, who are you? You know, really. Like we know, let's say my birth certificate says Lakia Nicole, um, maiden name Young, Right. Last name, my marriage name is Barnett. That's what it says on the birth certificate. But mm-hmm. in the spirit, what does your what does your birth certificate say? What mm-hmm. does it say? Does it say you are an entrepreneur? Does it say you were born to go and speak, be a speaker? Does it say that you were born to be a life coach? Does it say you were called to preach? Does okay. it say, you know, many people have different identities. Mm -hmm. You have something in the earth that you are supposed to be doing. So you need someone who can see that in you and pull it out. Right. And and how do you pull it out? Well, we go through a simple thing. It depends. Now, if you're coming through my ministry, that's a different ballgame. If you're coming to me one-on-one, which I do do because I am a life coach that deals with identity and purpose. Um, that is something through my own tests and trials that I've realized that God has gifted me and graced me in that arena to be able to do that. 
So if, if, if I'm talking to you one-on-one, -on -one, we're going to go through a series of steps on how do we find out what your, your purpose is and what your identity is. I get all my answers from Holy Ghost. I don't okay. go nowhere. There's no books. There's no manuals. It's just me and Holy Spirit. When I meet you, God gives me revelation. And that's how I proceed the whole time we are together. Okay, um, so, so there's no set amount of time that this one-on-one -on -one I think that with each individual, each individual is case-by-case -case basis mm -hmm. because you can't really put a timing on it because some people might have to deal with trauma getting past the hurt, unraveling what that is first, and then underneath all of that mess, there goes your identity. Mm. So I deal with a lot of women who have been molested, domestic violence, lost, lost spouses. I deal with women who have lost children. I've came across mm. so many different women that I can't treat the same case the same way. It's just like when you go into a hospital, mm -hmm. you might got a different condition from the next woman that's coming behind you. So the okay. doctor has to carefully listen to what she's saying her symptoms are mm -hmm. so she'll know how to treat it. So what does love spoken through monologues? What is your monologue? So right here, Elder Lakia was not trying to share with us what a monologue is. I mean, how are we really going to know if we want to join her program if she doesn't share the monologue? I mean, no one is just going to say, okay, I want to do, um, what do you call it, uh, love spoken through monologues and not know what it sounds like or not know an example of it. So right here, I'm really just trying to get her to explain or give us an example, man. I mean, you come on here, you're, you're letting people know about your stuff. You gotta give them a sample. And that's what I'm getting out of her right now. Well, it's not really <laughs> love spoken through monologues, but okay. Christ is love. Christ is love. We call them um it's the the ministry is called tears to purpose monologue ministries monologue. so what i do is i teach women how to tell their stories through monologuing okay. and the difference is they actually go back and reenact their story i help them we go i, I bring them through a master class where i sit with them and everybody has a testimony but what part of your testimony are you ready to share and what do you want to share Right. So in that, I love the word love because in that they learn how to one, love themselves all over again, appreciate what they've gone through, understand that everything they gone through was for a reason, mm -hmm. understand that God had their back even in the mess that they went through that could have killed them and took them out of here. But God allowed them to be able to stand there and go forth and tell their story all over again. So because I have a background in dance, music, okay. arts, that's where all of God just used everything that I've kind of had on me since okay. I was very young. And I do it um, through monologues because I just like the whole getting up there and saying hi, my name is, you know, the regular speaking. Mm -hmm. That's not the way God gave it to me. Right. He gave it to me. I need you to do monologues. This is what's going to help heal them 
set them free. It's going to break chains off of their lives. As they are doing it, they're being relieved. They're being freed from what they've been holding on to through these monologues. Dance is a part of my monologues. We usually have okay. dancing in between um, because I believe that song tells a story. Okay. I believe that music tells a story. Mm -hmm. So I just incorporate those things. Um, and it is something very unique. A lot of people don't know about it, but it is very refreshing and it's so much healing that comes right. along with it. I'm trying to get a sample. I know you told me about your marriage before, but that yeah. I don't think that was the monologue. Yeah, you that, have like no, a, no, it's not, and that's the thing. Um, uh -huh. the best way I can tell y'all is we just did a monologue event. Um, okay. that was this Saturday. That was our monologue. It's called the Unstoppable Woman Monologue Series. Mm -hmm. So it was three women that came forth with their monologues. Okay. The best way that I can share with you about what monologues look like is purchase the replay. To okay. the event. So you don't have like a standard, like this is what a monologue sounds like? Um, not unless I'm really being called to do that. I usually tell oh, people to take, okay. you know, that's what the ministry is for, so that I can uh -huh. teach you how to do those things. You know, okay. we, we have a we have a beautiful sisterhood. We have a beautiful thing where these women come on, they learn how to monologue, and they hit the stage and and go forth in their monologues. So that's the best way I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it I'm like, is it a poem? Is it a no? I mean, monologues are really um, different. You have some monologues that are comedic, like comedy. You have some monologues that are full of sorrow. You have okay. some monologues where I've had one girl, she sung her whole monologue. Okay. It just depends on how creative you okay. want to be. And okay. that's where I come in. That's where the master classes come in. And I actually pull from your, your gifts and your okay. abilities to help you bring your monologue um, together. So, so how long do they usually last? The monologues? Um, mm -hmm. We usually, I'm going to say between five to seven minutes of a woman, depending on how many women it is, um, okay. because we have to worry about the attention span of the people that are going to be right. watching. So you, you, I teach you how to sum your story up okay. in a very fantastic way where they'll understand all of your, your story in that set amount of time. Okay, so if it's a group of women, it'll be five to seven minutes. But mm -hmm. if it's just you, it'll be yeah. one one minute or something. Mm, no, it was probably about the same time because okay. a monologue is is it's almost like a short skit. That's what right. It is. Okay, and it's almost like a short a short version of a play. Okay, so, so the, look, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to get somebody. Like I'm trying to figure out what is it. What does it sound like? Is it like you don't have a? Well, I will tell you like this. I usually don't do this. To be honest, okay. I really, um, I really don't do that. I just tell people to like, no, to 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 come, come into where you'll learn how to do this, and then you'll understand it more better. But I'll do um a little sample That'll of be great. something that uh I did. <laughs> And you're putting me on the spot. Look, so I want to know. You, because I want you guys to understand what this is. Okay. I want to understand. <laughs> I want to understand. I'm ready. Okay. So what I'm going to do is, um, do you mind if I turn my camera off? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to turn it off, but I'm going to turn it back on. Just at, okay. at some pivot moment, I'll turn it back on. Okay. That's fine. 
Hello. Hi. Hello. Oh. Hello. Yes. Hi, doctor. How are you? Oh, no, 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 no. I got a moment. I do. I have a moment. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sitting down. Uh, doc, what's up? You, you, you're giving me too much. What, what's going on? Just tell me. You know, we can talk about this. Oh, okay. What? Who? My, my kid? My son? Oh, no, 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 Doc. You got the wrong thing. You got the wrong thing. I'm looking at these papers and none of this stuff is saying that. What are you talking about? What do you mean? ADHD? What? What? Developmental delay? My boys? Both of them? No, you, you, you got my kids mistaken for somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, no, 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 no. Doc, I can't go back and deliver this to my husband. This is not good news at all. Are you serious right now? No, I can't talk about this. I, I, I gotta go. Oh my God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, are you serious, God? You said that I would not have to go through anything else. We just went through something. And now yet again, here goes something else. I mean, what happened? You said that you would heal them. You said that you would do all these things if I obeyed your word. This is what you said to me. I mean, oh my God, ADHD, what? My kids are gonna be the last to stop in the school. Are you serious right now? This cannot be what you said is for my life. I've done everything. Everything you asked, I went to church. I prayed with other women. I did everything you said that I was going to supposed to be doing. Are you serious? Oh my God, God, please, please. This cannot be my story. No, this is for somebody else. This doctor has got me all messed up. This is for somebody else. This is clearly not my story. Oh my God, God, just please send comfort right now to me because I can't understand why I'm going through this. What am I going to tell them? How are they going to be treated by other children? Oh my God, please. Please, God, just give me strength. Just give me strength right now in this hour to be able to bear everything that I'm hearing. I know that you're a healer because that's what you said. I know that you said by your stripes that we are healed. I know this is what you said. I know this is not the end result. God, I trust you right now, but I, I just got to get my nerves together right now. Oh, my God, how am I going to tell my husband this? He's not going to receive it. Oh, my God, please, please. How am I going to deal with this? God, please, please, right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm just... Oh my God, just please God, just help me. That was good. <laughs> that was really, really good. Monologue. Okay. That is actually a monologue of my real testimony. Oh, so wow. I was just giving you an example of how I took something so fragile in my life. Oh, and wow. I just. So that's what it is. You're not yes. just making up the enactment of whatever that period of testimony it is. That is powerful. Yes. Oh, so wow. Ooh, that would because there's some things I'm thinking about now. And I don't even know if I would want to even it would be hard to, like you said, you have to pull it out. Yeah. And that's what it is. Um my cousin slash God sister, um, she is the vice president. So we both go through this process with the women where it's just us and them. And every time we literally go through moments of emotions with every woman, it's not one time that we've ever did this where we can sit in there with a straight face. 
it never happens mm-hmm. because of the healing process that go that these women go through and it's it's not a joke like for yeah. god to give me something like this i was like god please this is a lot you know mm-hmm. dealing with women and having them relive those fragile moments of their life whatever that is you know yeah. but it's never easy but we get through it and right. the women are very grateful and very thankful and um you just you just you just have to be there to kind of see everything yeah. unfold from beginning to end it is really really a blessing to be a vessel that god uses to help um with my natural talent abilities to be able to help them to pull these things out so right i mean that was that was good <laughs> uh it just because a lot of people first of all when something happens they try to stuff it as far back in their mind. and then mm-hmm. having to do all of that what you just did it's like now i'm having to pull it to the front and i just I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, no, what, that's what we're saying, but that's yeah. not what we need. We need yeah, to deal with yeah, it. Absolutely. We need to deal with it. Cause I, cause you know, I'm thinking of stuff right now that I'm wondering, could I do a monologue about it? Of course you can. Ain't right. no wonder in it. Ain't no wonder in it. You can. <laughs> and the thing about it is you're healing. And there's so many people that are watching right now. That's mm-hmm. probably just like you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. She sounds like me, or mm-hmm. she sounds like something that I went through. It might mm-hmm. have been the exact same thing, but it like instantly makes you think about something that you didn't talk away, and you know you are supposed to be free from this thing. And mm-hmm. until you do that, it's going to make other areas of your life seem gray. Because right. once again, and remember what I said about your identity. Mm-hmm. When you're coming forth with your identity, sometimes in trauma, we lose our identity. Mm-hmm. You know, people they go around and they slap what they want us to be, mm-hmm. but we're not walking in our God-given identity mm-hmm. because we've been traumatized. We've right. been told not to say a word. We've been told, "Oh no, ain't nobody gonna listen to you." We've been told all of these things, and I am here as a vessel of God to release people from that. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to really appreciate you for, you know, just giving your time and especially for showing me what that really was, because I really had no idea. And I'm sure a lot of people needed to see what that looked like as well. So I had your um, I'm going to put your your um, website Mm -hmm. down in the comments um, again. So could you please kind of repeat it to me? It's www.tearstopurpose.com monologue i need to make sure i'm spelling this right <laughs> <laughs> look how about this can <laughs> you put it down in the comments that's long hold on let me see let me make sure i spelled i did so tears to purpose monologues mm-hmm. I hope I that right? ministry ministry oh ministries okay gotcha yes and um you all will know where to find um Ms. elder lakia barnett but i appreciate this um this needs to i never knew this wasn't even an option so i'm very glad um 
I'm very glad you came on to show your your talent, your ability, your gift, um, the way that you serve. And for any, I know it's a lot of people in here who need it. I'm not even going to say if anybody needs it. Like, I believe we all need it. Yeah. Um, please, um, please feel Step free. Step out on faith. This, is, this yeah. is the year. Let me just say this. This is the year that God wants to heal you. Mm-hmm. This is the month. This is the time. Trust me when I tell you, is it going to be easy? No, Mm-mm. but you will be so much better at the end of this thing. And we are looking for more unstoppable women to come forth and allow me to pour into them and allow me to get them to their finish line because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just like brushing you off all that old mildew, all that old residue from your past. Mm-hmm. And think about this. Think about whose life is attached to your testimony. Mm-hmm. This is not about you. This is about the next person that you're getting ready to save because you opened your mouth and you literally came forth and you told God, yes, some of y'all, a lot of y'all doors can't be unlocked because y'all have not came to, you haven't told God, yes, he's waiting for your yes. And that may very well start with your story. Yes. So I pray, I even speak it right now in the name of Jesus. Anybody who is watching this is under the sound of my voice right now. And the ones that will watch the replay later, you will be so convicted to Mm. move out of your comfort zone. And you're going to tell God, yes, you're going to say, God, whatever you got for me, that's what I want. I want it. Okay. Amen. Some of you are waiting for things to be unleashed in your life. And God has said, I need your yes. Mm-hmm. You're holding up your destiny. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was good. Um, so once again, look, yes. <laughs> no matter what that entails. Hold on. Am yeah. I sure I want to say yes? <laughs> look, Lord, give me the strength to say yes. Okay. Right. But anyway, thank you so much. And um, I hope that you stay in the group so you can interact with the many people. Yes, who need ma'am. All right, Ms. Minister, is it, oh, Minister mm-hmm. Elder? Elder, thank Elder you. Elder Lakia Barnett. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye.